Brother Jared Brooks has a special. There was a uh, verse in here I was going to look when I found this song. It had a, it had a uh, line in there that said, uh, if uh, we were ashamed of God, He would be ashamed of us. And I said, I said woo. Man, I hope He's not ashamed of me. And so I went back and I found this verse. It says, it's in Mark chapter 8, verse 38. Uh, Wheresoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words and in, in this adulterous and sinful generation of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. I said, man, man. That made me back up and think just a minute. Brother Michael was talking this morning about being courageous. Um, you can't step out there and be courageous if you're ashamed. So you got to uh, got to stand up. I found this whole song. This was by the Inspiration Quartet. Been around a long time. And uh, the old man that was... Uh, I think it's just one of the original members left. That quartet's been around about 50 years. So i uh, come across it, and I like this. I hope you all do. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed to stand and say that I love Jesus. I'm not ashamed to say trusting in His Word. I'm not ashamed to lift up high the blood-stained banner because I'm saved. I'm not ashamed. Sometimes we as Christians, we wait upon the shelf. We're ashamed to lift our hands and praise. We wait on someone else. But Jesus died at Calvary. God's plan He did fulfill. And that is why I stand today trying to do His will. I'm not ashamed to stand and say, that I love Jesus. I'm not ashamed to say trusting in His Word. I'm not ashamed to lift up high the blood-stained banner because I'm saved. I'm not ashamed. In this life we have His blessings, yet we fail to praise His name. He said if we were ashamed of Him, to us He'd be the same. When He gave His life on Calvary, He did it for all men. So that I could stand and proudly say, I've been born again. I'm not ashamed to stand and say that I love Jesus. I'm not ashamed to say trusting in His Word. I'm not ashamed to lift up high the blood-stained banner because I'm saved. I'm not ashamed because I'm saved. I'm not ashamed.
First Thessalonians chapter one. Not ashamed. Proud of your Savior. Enough to brag on him to other people, especially lost people. <clears throat> I want to speak tonight on this subject, and that is three more things that every Christian needs. <laughs> Not real imaginative with the title, but three more things that every Christian needs. First Thessalonians chapter 1, beginning with verse 3. Remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father, Knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost. And in much assurance, as you know, what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that you were examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith to Godward is spread abroad, so that we need not to speak anything. These three things... Faith, hope, and love are definitely three things that all of us need. Now, here in this context is talking to a church. Now, if you read some of the other of the Pauline epistles or the letters that Paul wrote to the churches, is sometimes he'll make mention of their, their, to, to the church. He said, I, I remember your love. I remember your faith. I remember your hope. Now, not all three churches have all three things listed all the time. One of the neat things, and many of you know about this, is uh, in the letter, you can go back and read it, not now, but later, in the letter to the church at Ephesus, Paul was writing, and he says, I know or remember your love. Okay? And it's great whenever... Paul, and he can say, man, I know them. Hey, Promised Land has characteristics. Man, they're, they're a church of great faith. Great faith means this. They're, the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. So if we are a church of faith, guess what we're doing? We're pleasing God. Have you ever thought about that? We're pleasing God if we are a church of faith. If we're a church of love, that's evident. A church of hope means a positive spirit especially in this country that we live in, those were some sobering statistics that Brother Scott Jones shared with us this morning, wasn't it? That, And I knew about it. Uh, their former attorney general, uh, Abbott, was uh, he's been promoting it. Man, he, he has billboards in New York and California, and they all say this, move to Texas where we want you to own a gun. 
and moved to Texas. We have no income taxes and uh, state income taxes, stuff like that. And he, by, the, by the way, he just got elected governor now. And uh, But they've got a, a big, because of a lot of that proactive stuff, they got a huge influx of people. Well, that's where these and uh, these people are moving to. They're moving to where the jobs are. They're moving to where these things are being offered, or whatever their reasoning is. Austin has all these jobs they're offering the Dallas Metroplex on. And guess what? All these people they need Jesus. Probably one of the most fertile fields. Used to you could send uh, like Glenn Knights, a missionary in a foreign country. You can go to a foreign country by going to Dallas. <laughs> You can go to a foreign country by now by going to Austin. You can go to a foreign country by going to Fayetteville. And uh, they're passing city ordinance up there where pick your restroom. <laughs> you want to go in the men's? Go in the men's. You want to go in the women's? Go in the... That's their or- city ordinance now. Pick just whatever persuasion you want. That's the city ordinance in Fayetteville now. Why? Christians aren't taking a stand. Christians aren't, aren't, aren't broadcasting. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of my Savior. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And I need to show faith, hope, and love. By the way, whenever Paul wrote the, the book of Ephesus, Ephesus, which was a letter to the church at Ephesus, guess what? He bragged on their love. And then uh, a dozen, excuse me, probably 20-something years later, forget my exact timeline, 20-something plus years later, the Apostle John is writing a letter in, in, in Revelation chapter 2. And he said, man, you've got great doctrine. You've got great everything. He's writing a letter to church at Ephesus. But nevertheless, I am somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Wait, what happened to him 20 years earlier, whenever Paul wrote a letter and said, I know of your love. And now here it is, half a generation later, and now Paul, excuse me, John's writing a letter under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and he said, I'm some, you got great doctrine, you're a scriptural church, except you have left your first love. So you can have two of these and be missing one. You can have one of these be missing two. But he's bragging on them here, and this church has all three. Now that's a church that was happening, but they did. They still had problems because some of them started getting this hermit hermit fever. They said, "Oh, Jesus!" They didn't really understand about the return of Christ, and you know that's the subject matter dealt in this book. And so some of them kind of got away from that. They'd quit their job and just hold up in a in a cave somewhere. That's why it says in Second Thessalonians, if a man shouldn't work, neither should he eat. He said, y'all stop helping them out. Tell them to come out of the cave and come on back to work and witness till Jesus comes. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? We're not to hold up in a cave in some cultish attitude and say, oh, the Lord's coming back and, and the world is headed toward hell, so let's just all get in a cave and live it out. That's not in the Bible anywhere. We need to preach and work and do till Jesus comes. And that's the attitude. Stand for him. Take a stand. And if it disagrees with the uh, uh, the people of the world, the lawmakers of the world, or Congress, still let us stand for the truths of God's holy word. But the greatest things he says that you know when he's listening to the eternal, the, the temporary gifts, he said, "You got the gift of tongues. You got the gift of healing. You got the gift of speaking of prophecy. You got the gift of knowledge. All these are temporary." All, but these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is 
Love, right? That's the greatest of all the gifts. And did you know of all the seven churches of Asia and that Paul helped start so many of those and the church at Ephesus is one of them and probably people from these other churches went and started like the church at Philadelphia and the church at Thyatira, the church at, uh, 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 you know, all those others that Paul started. And you think of those churches that Paul wrote to. And and so, but all of those churches, there was only one that the candlestick was threatened to be removed from. It was the church at Ephesus. Because they had left their first love. I think a lot of times, um, like I mentioned this morning... If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you have a story. And when you got excited and you told other people, Hey, I got saved. I got saved. I'm not ashamed. I got saved. Jesus is in my heart. And if Jesus is in your heart, you have a story. Don't lose that first love. Don't lose that first love. A lot of people have described it two different ways, basically. Your your first love in love with Jesus or your first love in wanting to tell others. I think they're kind of connected. Because you love Jesus, you want to tell others. And because of this, they were totally, and I love this, if you still have your text there open to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, it says... In verse 5, our gospel came not unto you in word only. In other words, you heard us speak, but you know this is life-changing. And then it says, and you also know what manner of men we were among you for your sakes, and you became followers of us and of the Lord, which tells me and you, folks, you don't have to be around somebody. Somebody can say they're a Christian. I'm all, it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter who it is. I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. I'm going to sit back, just do what the Lord told me to do. You shall know them by the fruit that they bear. Quoting Jesus. <laughs> okay. You say you love the Lord. So yeah, some people deduce, what does the Bible say? 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. So we all produce different amounts. It just all it depends on, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to do with the faith, hope, and love that He gave us to begin with? Because I guarantee you, if we have faith, hope, and love in us, it, it, it's up to you whether to share it or not. It's up to you whether to work it or not. It's up to you whether to express it or not. Because, what again, you could go to, toward faith, and we could preach on faith tonight. You could go toward love tonight. You could, you could go toward hope tonight. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 1.1, I love that verse, it says, Our hope is Jesus. He is our hope. And it's not a hope, well, I hope I'm saved. I hope I have Him. 1 Timothy 1.1, it says, Our hope is Him. And that's awesome that our hope is a sure thing. You can say, well, I hope the Lord's coming back. And if you mean it this way, because He is coming back. It's a sure thing. Well, one last thing before we need your faith, hope, and love. Faith, hope, and love. And preaching on this. And we've got to have these three things. Faith, hope, and love. And we know the greatest of these is love. I want the most powerful Verses 
this would, this would come down to an opinion. The most powerful verse in the Bible concerning God's love, my opinion, is John 3.16. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a good one. It's hard to go wrong with that one. For God so loved the world. That's a powerful verse concerning God's love. Now I want to get to, I think, my opinion again, it's just because that's kind of like saying, what's your favorite verse? You know, what's your favorite verse? The most powerful verse on love concerning you, your, your love, your love, is Matthew 22. And let's begin reading with verse 34. Okay? This is the most powerful verse on love concerning your love. Okay? <clears throat> Matthew 22, beginning with verse 34. When the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. One of them, which was a lawyer, said, hmm... Asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Well, I'll tell you, the greatest commandment. You know what the greatest commandment is? Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is likened to it. Thou shalt love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The greatest verses in the Bible concerning your love. Right there. You've heard of the Great Commission. By the way, Brother Scott's prayer cards, if you didn't get one, right up here. Just left them up here since they were standing up here. Put them on your refrigerator. If you love God with everything you've got, will you tell others about Him? Will you invite somebody to church? If you love God... Uh, more than everything you've got, will you put anything ahead of him? Oh, me. Preacher doesn't stop preaching, went to meddling. You know? Well, I mean, that's a... You answer it. I don't have to answer it. If I love God with everything I've got, will I put anything ahead of him? Even my own family. Put him first. Put my family second. Then it talks about this. The next greatest commandment. If, 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 if I love Jesus, this is the commandment. This, you need to do what? Do this one first, do this one second. What's the second one? Love your neighbor as yourself. Put them ahead of you. Love them. Even if they're mean to me, yes, love them. Even if I don't like them, yes, love them. Can you love somebody you don't like? Yes. That don't make sense. No, this doesn't make sense to the world or a lost person. But it's in there, isn't it? It's in there. It's right there. The great commandment. Great commission is go tell everybody. The great commandment, love God with everything you've got. And love your neighbor as yourself. The greatest of these three things, what are they? Faith, hope, and love is definitely love. And because why? Many have said it this way. I just don't see how I can say it any better because love is eternal. 
When we get to heaven, there won't be any more need because the Bible says we're to walk by faith and not by... When we get there, we'll be looking at Him. Our hope is Jesus and our hope is an assurance. But when hope is attained, it's when you grasp Him in your hand and He welcomes you home. That means your hope has arrived. It will be fulfilled in Him. You will have, the Bible says, you don't even have all your salvation yet. You got your glorified body yet? Don't know if you're saved, it's a promise. You haven't got it all yet. You, <laughs> that's right. You'll get it later. So you haven't even got all everything. So your hope will be fulfilled. And that's that's cool. That's cool when you say, my hope is in Him and it will be fulfilled. One day, when He gets ready, He'll call me home or come get me. I like that. Either way. Either way, as we prepare for Him of invitation. Father, I thank You for these three great things. Faith, hope, and love. That You show us in Your Word how important they are. They're... an integral part of what you ask us to be and what you ask us to do. The greatest of these is love. Help us to love you more. To love you with everything we've got. And most of all, Jesus, if there's any way possible, could all of us in this room fall head over heels in love with Your Son, loving Him more than anything, living for Him, and not ashamed of Him. Help us to love each other and show that love. In Jesus' name, Amen.